Hello everyone, it is the 7th of March 2018. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and alongside me, as always, is... I'm Chris Fent, and your t-shirt says I made it to the future, and we're in the future because technically... We're way, not, we're way past the future now. It's not even that date, it's the day before that date. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, the future is 2015. Not so, not, not so much anymore. Uh, but yes, welcome to Operation Retroshock, everybody. Um, welcome to everybody new who's been listening. I know we have a few new listeners from the last time, which is very nice to see. So welcome. And welcome anybody who is a previous listener as well back to the show. It is a pleasure to have you all here. I wish I could say the same, but they're probably like, oh, these guys again. Oh. Talk towards the microphone for goodness sake. Man. Sorry. I'll need to turn my seat around here. Sorry. So um, with the way you talk, nobody will heard that at all. I he, he only said nice things, everybody. Yes, he exactly. He only said nice things. Exactly. And people are rewinding now and seeing if I did say nice things and I've stopped listening. We'll be boosting the volume. I'll maybe just boost the volume of that section on purpose. And then people will just say, like, my ears bled because of that. Yeah. So, we, have, we, have, that. we have a history of that. We have a history of that. Um... <laughs> But we won't hang around, everybody. We'll just get stuck straight into things. So today's show is going to continue on what seems to have been reasonably popular, at least with me anyway. <laughs> with me. And that's all that matters. I enjoyed it. I think Chris enjoyed it as well. Yes. And some of the feedback I've got from folks as well, they seem to enjoy it too. So we're going to be doing uh, basically Retroshock News again. So uh, this time we have up the ante though. Um, we'll talk about that in a second, but then the second part of the show is we mentioned we were going to do this when we first came back, but then we kind of just got into the swing of things yeah, and just started talking about everything. Black talking Panther about, yes. came out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So uh, we skipped over the whole kind of what have we been doing since the last run of the show? Where have we been? Say events we've been to, favorite movies, all that sort of nonsense. So that's going to be in the second part, but Retroshock News is first. And as I said, we have upped the ante ever so slightly. So dramatic. <laughs> uh, from last episode. In the last episode, we went for three topics each. Today, we're going for five. But we only picked three. But we only picked three of the five. And then after we've both talked about our respective subjects, we will pick one final one. We're going to mix up the remaining uh, topics Pick one and then talk about it as well. The rest, you shall never know. Yes. We will know and then we'll be like, oh, we'll just start. But what we'll do is put them in and then I'll pick this week's one and then I'll pick the next one and we'll just go around. Yeah, we'll like go that. with that. We'll do that. So, uh, each before beauty, Chris. Oh, you flatter <laughs> you. Um, so, this says Groot. Groot, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'd say most people that are listening to this show kind of have already heard this. Um and I kind of wanted to talk about it for kind of two reasons. Uh, but last week uh, on Twitter, James Gunn kind of had a back and forth Twitter conversation that became fairly prominent online over the fate of the original Groot from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it started off with a tweet from someone saying, what would you save, baby Groot or a Porg from The Last Jedi? Right. And... Uh, James Gunn chirped in and was basically like, well, a Porg's basically just like a penguin. Mm-hmm. There's tons of them. Yeah. There's only one Groot. Mm-hmm. So the only logical choice is to pick Groot. And the particular person he was going, you know, talking back and forth with, it was a very friendly debate. There wasn't any animosity or anything like that, but they were very much in the Porg camp. <laughs> and obviously James Gunn's going to go to bat for 
oh, you know, one of the course, characters yeah. he's dealt with. Yeah. But he kind of, to some people, dropped a bomb. Mm-hmm. And that is the fact that the baby Groot we see in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is not Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy 1. He said that baby Groot is technically original Groot's son. So, you see, I read that and then I was like, so how does Rocket kind of not know that? Well, the main reason I actually wanted to bring it up is because this isn't kind of new news to me. Um, Now, I didn't know that he was being referred to in James Gunn's mind as Groot's son. Yeah. But I swear I remember, it might have been a year ago, it might have been however long ago, James Gunn confirming that it's not the original Groot. Mm Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. So I was quite shocked when kind of it basically just took off like wildfire across Twitter and the general internet. Yeah. About, oh my goodness, original Groot is actually fully, completely dead. But, you know, whatever. But yeah, apparently they're saying it's the sun. Don't get it myself. But I think it's the whole thing about kind of like the little sapling or something that yeah. was left. So it's kind of almost like cloning. Yeah. So it's sun in inverted commas sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it has no memories of the original Groot or anything like that, so everybody's quite sad that the original Groot is dead. Rest in peace, Groot. <laughs> and we welcome other Groot. But yeah, I thought it was a bit of a drama over nothing, to be totally honest. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. Um, anything you have to say about it? No, it's just, it, it's just something weird. It's just the internet know? in general, isn't yeah. it? It's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's like we're getting a big flap about anything, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's just the internet, like you say. At least it was a friendly debate, not a well, horrible Well, that's debate. the thing with the way things are online. At the, you know, the moment you don't want to say booty a goose, so, you know, or someone will jump down your neck. Exactly. So, let's have a wee look. Which one will we pick? Let's go for this one. Okay. So, Sonic slated for November 15th, 2019. Yes, apparently the movie... Um, I'll get up what I was reading here on my Nintendo news as well. Um, yeah, so apparently the Sonic movie has been um, penciled in for the date of uh, November 15th, 2019. It said Mario and Pikachu are not the only ones that are going to make some major movie appearances soon. Sonic Hedgehog is also on track to see his own movie. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that the movie will release in November 15th. The movie will be a live action CGI hybrid film. It's being produced by Paramount and Marza Animation Planet. Warner Brothers, uh, Margie Claus, a musical comedy starring Melissa McCarthy as Santa Claus's wife, will be releasing on the same day as the Sonic movie. That, to me, sounds like a hate not to the movies. That's basically Thanksgiving time, isn't it? It's sort of, well, just before Thanksgiving, so it's released for yeah. the Thanksgiving holidays. Because it's always, I think, isn't it the third week of November's Thanksgiving, I think? Yeah, it's normally around Survivor Series. I know the hockey tournament we have over here falls on Thanksgiving. I think it's always the third week. Um, can't say I'm interested, really, to be brutally no. honest. Cause, so we've got we've got Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Have you heard Detective Pikachu's voice? I have. I almost put it down as a topic, and I oh just couldn't. Dear. I just couldn't handle coming to talk about it. Oh dear! But we've got Sonic, we've got Detective Pikachu, and we've got Mario getting his own movie. So mm-hmm. we've gone from many moons ago, all these video game companies. After probably you would say 
the original Mario movie disaster, uh, not wanting any sort of involvement in the movie industry to basically here take them now. But aren't we still meant to be getting a Pac-Man one and a Tetris one, I believe? How do you do a Tetris movie? I don't know, <laughs> unless you just play that music and then just do lines and then it's something to do with Russia. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, you know... Like you say, how do you do this? It's not going to be like to do with Wreck It Ralph does Tetris. It's it's the live hybrid thing for me. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I haven't read anything about the you know the Mario movie that's due out whether it's going to be hybrid. I think the Detective Pikachu one's going to be a hybrid as well. It's, I think Mario's going to be animated. I think. Yeah, it's the smarter move. Yeah, just keep it all together because that's let's talk about it. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is kind of the kind of the standout when you look back. Of yeah animated and real life hybrid movies oh totally um, and you look back at that and you don't you don't blink an eye no you do not blink an eye at well it. I said that or Mary Poppins to a certain degree even though that was way before that you know but the way they interact with what's supposedly there whereas now you've come on so much mm. and then there's CGI that you can do but then there's too much CGI which to me this is going to sound like it's going to be very in your face CGI yeah. Because that's the thing is, you know, like, you're not going to make Sonic look realistic. No. You know, you want people to see Sonic and go, well, that's Sonic, obviously, yeah. so it is. And, you know, if you have, like, realistic, you know, hair and stuff like that coming off him, people are kind of going to be a wee bit weirded out by it. So he is going to... I just I don't like the idea. With the popul- popularity, in inverted commas, of the Sonic games at the minute, with the likes of, say, Sonic Forces and... All that jazz and how awful they have been received. The track record isn't good. Like yeah, apart from Sonic Mania, which was made by like original fans or something like that. Yeah. They were just given the keys to the kingdom and went here, go and use our assets. Yeah, and- but the rest of it, it doesn't seem a good time unless a majorly popular and good Sonic game comes out. I just, before I, just I just find it crazy that original fans of Sonic were able to make a better <coughs> Sonic game than Sony. Sorry, not Sony Sega. Sega. Yeah, but that's the way it has been for so long. If Sonic is Mario, it seems to be three dimensional and two dimensional, and it's fine. Where Sonic, whenever it goes three dimensional, is yeah. Whereas whenever it's side on, like Sonic Mania, it's fine. Keep it that way. Just it's, don't make Sonic R again. It's interesting to see where it goes because obviously the kind of gaming movie. I'm not gonna say renaissance because there wasn't ever really a good time in video game movies well no. they've got most people would argue mortal kombat's probably <coughs> one of the better ones How old um, that? <laughs> yeah it's ages but you know last year it was meant to be oh assassin's creed's coming out and that's gonna you know that's gonna be the one that will kind of and what was it uh, warcraft as well they were yeah. both expected to be kind of two video game based movies to kind of bring the movies into the forefront did nothing for them it did nothing so Obviously, later this month, we've got uh, Tomb Raider coming out. That's mm. our next shot at a video game week. Now, from whispers I've been hearing, reports are good. Yeah. So, I will be going to see it to see just what the story is. Um, fingers crossed. But you just know this is very much they're going for the cartoony characters, focus on kids. Yeah. Make easy money. The Mario one could be interesting because it's done by the same folks who did like Despicable Me and stuff like that. Hopefully it airs more on the side of Despicable Me rather than Minions. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think you have to worry about that too much with Mario. No, just unless you have like a lot of toads as the minions, then you'd be alright. And officially the mushroom is his head, I've heard. Not a hat. Well. Minds have been blowing everybody. I don't know, between little little characters and they're not what do you think they are. But yeah, uh, it's a thumbs down for me when it comes to the Sonic movie anyway. We'll go for this one, because this looks like it says time on it. (laughs) Han Solo timeline. Han Solo timeline, right? So I will grab my iPad here. So, of course, in our first show back, we talked about the uh, Solo trailer, mm. the Super Bowl trailers, and we kind of debated about, you know, of course, the Falcon looks fairly new. Yeah. How could it end up the state it is in A New Hope? And I was saying, well, in 10 years' time, your car doesn't look anywhere near as good as it did the day you got it. <laughs> so... In 10 years, it's very easily understandable that the Falcon could go from lovely, shiny, nice. And speaking of which, at the end of this, you did tweet something to do with the Han Solo movie. Oh, yes. We can, we can rule that in. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought that was very cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> Not your tweet, but what what uh, it was transpiring about. Yeah. Is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where is it? There it is. So, yes, it's been revealed... Actually, believe it or not, through Del Rey, the guys who do the books, mm-hmm. when Solo is kind of based in the timeline of Star Wars. So, if we look here, I've got the Del Rey site up in front of me here, and um, it's based in the books after Lords of the Sith, which is basically the book mainly based not too long after Revenge of the Sith, after Tarkin, and obviously between that last shot novel we talked about. Yeah because it starts beforehand but before the Thrawn novel so I went and did a bit of digging and found out because obviously those books are books I've not really read yet yeah I think most people will probably know Thrawn more so now because of Rebels yes exactly but I think it's working out between 14 and 12 years before the Battle of Yavin okay so it is so you're talking 12, 14 years before A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So you are then, so, very realistically. Yeah. Chances of that Falcon getting messed up yeah. are right there. Now, um, obviously a mystery as well with the Falcon has been the front of it. And we've been debating what's the story about this. Mm-hmm. Has there been some modifications done? It seems at a toy show in New York, Lego kind of let that cat out the bag as to what the story is with the front. <laughs> Of the Falcon. Um, I won't say it here. Um, for fear of spoiling it for anyone, I won't do that. I'd say, again, probably a lot of people that listen to this probably already know. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's obvious kind of what's going to happen there further on into uh, A New Hope. But what do you think about its kind of positioning? It's a lot closer to Revenge of the Sith than I was thinking it would be. Yeah. Um... <laughs> You have to put it somewhere, and you know, like fair enough. If I'm not, I've never really sat down and read one of the Star Wars books. Or I, was, I was pleasantly surprised how far it was back because there'd been talk about it. Obviously, I'd said about it being kind of over a six-year period. Yeah. Um, whether it's the earlier stage, sort of going from twenty years to fourteen years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad we've got that far bigger gap yeah. to a new hope because then we've got that possibility of him becoming the Han Solo we see in a new. Yes. Hope. Yeah. Yeah, and then if you see the Falcon kind of being as we know it, 
you know, that'll probably be the last shot, I would imagine, of the film will be the Falcon will be modified to his standard mm. and then him kind of flying off in it and going yeah. to Chewie going like, right, well, we need to get away from Jabba or whatever, whether that all comes into, mm, you know. That's like, a good show. You know, so um, I've always said that I think that middle part of it is something to do with him dropping cargo and that's where it's come from. But we'll find out soon enough. It's not long now. Like, what is it? Three, till end of May? Two, yeah, so just over two months. Well, it's three weeks between, it's three weeks between Infinity War and it and Infinity War got moved up to the end of April. So Yeah, thanks for that, Tony Stark. <laughs> Yeah, well done, Robert. <laughs> yeah, and say about the things you were tweeting about to do with the the posters. Yeah, flip me. Um, again, most of you folks listening will have probably seen this already, but uh, yeah, whoever designed the posters for uh, <laughs> this solo movie has been a very naughty boy or girl. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. They copied... 2015 released like electro funk and jazz albums it almost looks like copy you can copy my homework but don't make it look like you've copied it and, and then they've copied it yeah we use different words on it <laughs> but it's the same font and it's the same picture kind of thing but if it, you go onto our twitter account you will see the pictures go back through and you will see them they're the person who ever designed them there can be no denial no that somebody has seen this. It's it's not like it's an accidental kind of thing. It just looks like nobody will have seen that. So let's... There's homage and then there's plain plagiarism. <laughs> yeah. And this is just plain plagiarism. I got paid for it. Yay! And it's even down to the colour yeah. of the words. Yeah. Exactly match up. You know, the ones for Han and Chewie and all that. It's it just, it like, just looks like somebody's went on to like of powerpoint and picked a certain template and went oh that's nice yeah. let's go for that and then just wrote so and like, even oh, the original nice. artists come out and said well i won't pay for this now well so. yeah that's quite right that he so, does, they do and again following on from that we're kind of get a, getting a three for one here we may as well just get all the han solo stuff out in one go have you did you see the other poster i put up on the twitter account for han solo i don't think so no you have not i will show you it now here because it's basically very promptly it seems that after this whole oh, is this the floor, IMAX one? The IMAX one, yeah. yeah I did see that. Then. Very promptly, that came out. Which is actually a nice and simple poster. Yeah. It's, everybody, it has two TIE fighters chasing down the Falcon in space. And it is very, very nice and deep. But it is, again, you just kind of look at it and you laugh. This has come out mere days after the drama mm-hmm. with these other posters that just kind of quickly release another poster <laughs> yeah. just what have we got in stock oh we've got two pictures of a TIE fighter in the Falcon in space that one mm-hmm. not that I'm complaining it's a nice poster it is but uh, it's actually a lot better than the ones we've had before you know, thing, you know the thing out of this now all those posters that are in movie theatres around the world will be worth money so because they'll be getting tore down and probably being told by Disney destroy them yeah Get them out of circulation. That get means, them out of here. That means the staff will get them then. Well, that's it. Yeah. So, look on eBay very, very soon. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. buy this poster for £50. Coming to a theatre shop near you. Okay, let's have a look. Next one, next one, next one. I'm not liking the ones towards me at the middle of the Yeah. Okay, whoa, this is a long one. Whoa, okay. Maya Thurman Hawk, daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman. Heading to Stranger Things Season 3. Yeah, so... Uh, 
I read this on Twitter. Um, Stranger Things obviously has been a huge hit of you watched. La 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 la. Oh, right, okay. No, I'm not no gonna, spoilers. I'm gonna, no, no. Uh, just like obviously, I'm 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 a terrible person for Netflix. I don't know why I keep saying to myself, "Oh, it's great." Like Luke Cage is coming out in a few weeks' time, or Jessica Jones is coming out this week. I'll be like, "Great, I'm gonna go watch that." And then, like three months goes by, and I've never bothered watching them. Well, apparently she's headed to Hawkins, so that's obviously the yes. time as a character called Robin, as in inverted commas, alternative girl. Alternative uh, girl. That okay. is her literal character description. So get ready for some angst, apparently. Okay. So obviously, well, you haven't seen season two, but. You obviously had the core characters from the first one, and yeah. then you had like a couple of extra characters okay. who, for me, there was one big character who did like a lot of stuff, right. which was Sean Aston's character, okay. yep. played Bob, um, and the other two were kind of they were there. Okay, they weren't gr- they weren't great characters, but they weren't terrible characters. Right. But they were characters. But okay. um, just if you haven't seen season two, I'm not going to spoil it for you because it's one of those things that. The season one, have you seen the first season? Okay. <laughs> season one was one that, the first couple of episodes, do you ever remember watching like Arrow or Flash when yes. it first started and how it takes a while to find a groove? It's like that. And I remember I was meant to go out with a mate and he messaged and said, I'll be around in 10 minutes. And I messaged him and said, can you give me an hour? I've literally got on the last episode of Stranger Things and I want to watch it before I go. I've never ever done that with a TV show. Nice one. And it was, it's one of those ones that you can go back and watch again. Mm-hmm. But if you like, you like the Goonies. Yes. And you like science fiction. Yes. Put well, them together. That, that's, I've heard David Harbour's good on it. Yes, he, he's one of the characters you start off hating at the start because he is such a prat. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way he gets on. But the more... It goes on. It's like uh, the characters have so many layers. It's that like you think, oh, that character's really stupid. Yeah. And then they peel that layer away. And then there's another layer. And you're like, oh. And there's so many different things in it. Yeah. And there's so many like different homages to things, obviously, to do with the 80s. Yeah. There's a part wherever Eleven is watching TV. And she's pressing the button. And she presses one of the buttons. And you hear... I have the oh, power. Does that and then, made you happy? And then she switches it off, and you're like, well, you I, have, I have heard, like, you know, I've, had, I've heard, like, Star Wars toys appear and stuff yes, like that yeah, as well. Yeah, Just little things in the background. <clears> it stuff. is one of those things that if you have a snow day, say, and you're yes. looking for something to watch, then go ahead and watch that. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned the snow. Yeah, well, we'll get on to that after. Can- Canadians would kind of blink and go, and? Yeah, it's like, and what? You know? Our country <coughs> grinds to halt. No, it's like one like little snowflake. Right, so I am going to pick my last one here, so I'm going to go with this one. Ooh. So we'll move these two <laughs> over here. Well, we've doubled up on that one, which is Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Um, which is... I knew there'd probably there. be more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this obviously popped up in your Facebook yes, feed today. It, yeah. it did indeed. Actually, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, so it did. Um, but yeah, six six year anniversary what? since Mass Effect 3 release. Hold on. I have a funny feeling that something came up on my time hop to do with this. Um, you carry on and talk about that since obviously it was yours. <laughs> um, yeah. Flip. Oh, no. That's I cannot believe that it has been six years <coughs> since this game came out already. Because, again, it just throws you back to us going over to the gaming convention and all in England and getting to play it. <laughs> last year? Tweet yeah. last year, yeah. yeah. Just scary. This was five years ago today. So much unfilled hours put in this game, single multiplayer, with Vinto and Natalie. Yeah, like, 
it is crazy to think that's so long ago and like I said going over and going to the conference getting to play it early because <coughs> the amount of hours I think all three of us threw into that game those well the two games before three came out was ridiculous that was the year prior to that you wrote that <laughs> So the year I prior, haven't, to, I haven't tweeted about it today. Though I'll have to, have to go on and tweet later. So the year prior to that, the, um, Alan wrote it, it was like four years since we took Earth back, and Alan wrote this fact scares me very much. And I wrote, "Wow, I still didn't like what happened to Morden." I'm thinking Grunt died too. Spoilers. Well, well I suppose it's been six years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you haven't played it, I suppose then, I need one make a tweet about this now, don't I? You just do, just yes. keep the yearly thing you going. Do, yes. um, but yeah, getting to play it early at the conference and stuff like that was amazing because you were just like this is pretty cool like we've managed to get to play this i think it was it was a good stretch before it came out wasn't it because wasn't that like sort of maybe that's, september time? that's whenever our company our game yeah. that we worked with went in administration because we were on the road down to and then we got a message to say that our special edition well, i suppose we got to play it twice early because there was the Game for Story conference in England. Yes, and then we went down to Dublin to play it earlier yeah, as well. Yeah, that was a where we got to play it a bit more extensively. Yeah, in um, Dublin because that's whenever we got up to a certain point, and then they went right. You need to turn it off now. Like, no, no. And they were like, because we can't let anything else happen because that's whenever you'd beat that character, and then that character's corpse was kind of taken for Edie. Yes, then. yes. And that's whenever they didn't want that, knowing that Edie was going to be a playable character. Yeah, it was in the that. whole Mars level. Yeah. So it was... But yeah, that's... It's funny, because I was talking at work today about it, that it was, you know... And then there was all those reports, like, four or five years ago, that um, EA were going to do, like, a HD remaster of it, which... I think after the abomination that was Andromeda and yeah. how I've never been so excited for a game and so poorly let down. Heartbroken. You know, I nearly didn't buy it when it came out. I did buy it and then I, it got traded in and then I put the money on the gift card and I think I waited for something. I can't the only reason I went out and bought Androm- Andromeda was because I was feared of spoilers. Mm. I was just like, I'm not going to be able to go like six months until this game's in working order. Yeah, to avoid all these story beats and stuff like that. Not that the sport that the story turned out to be <laughs> drastically interesting no. in the grand scheme of things. No, um, but now you've got me down. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But uh, no, I would I would absolutely die for remasters of these. Not literally. Yeah. Not literally. Um, but to be able to play, they would, they would make a fortune. They yeah, would make but a to, fortune to put all the stuff. Like Lair of the Shadow Broker, you know, the Citadel DLC, all that stuff just on In the month. desk for people to play. You know, you don't even need it. If you don't do the first one, I'm fine with that. Do the second and third one, that's fine with me. You know, like obviously, you know, you can have them backwards compatible. I still have the second and third collector's edition there, so they can be played on that. But if you were to do that, you know, like an EA is a company that's losing so much. Uh, respect and so much um, executives meddling again exactly like, and they know better you know and then if you were to bring that out again and go like here's Mass Effect 3 online take away the loot boxes yeah. obviously and then that's, that's the thing is you know EA have got themselves in the position where they're potentially going to lose Star Wars here yeah because there's been serious talk of Disney going right I think we're Disney, the license back I think Disney have said that they we're have the renewing. license but they have to make so much money and they haven't done that. Yeah. And Battlefront 2 was another game I was highly excited for because I had played 
hundreds of hours in the first one playing with my mate Dave online and then whenever the second one came out the storyline was okay That's and I think the storyline's one of the killer things that in the loot boxes obviously yeah, yeah. is the build up and the build up to that game was like oh look you just wanted a story mode here's a story mode yeah. and then it was like look at the story mode you get to see it from the side of the empire yeah. and stuff like that and the build up to the first order it's all free and DLC. It was like after like four missions like oh you're a rebel now yeah and, it was just like, yay. and there's no season pass it's all free DLC and everyone's going yay and it's like loot boxes yeah loot boxes because funny thing was is that people in work were worried because obviously we have to try and upsell that kind of stuff yeah and then with that you know obviously then it was pulled and then they've said that we'll be going back at some stage but yeah i think it's something that i think it's dead in the water it's a it's a game like so many that have come out and there's been something about it and it's kind of just but held it back it's, it's ea's medal yeah so it is it's like you could see well, I'm not going to say you could see the start of it. But you could, see, three. you could see the fans that have put so much hard work into this, like with the likes of Mass Effect, and yeah. then you got to the end of Mass Effect, and you're like, what was that ending about? Red, blue, or green, please. Yeah, what was that ending about? Oh, here's a patch for it. That's, that's, right. a, that's a question for what slush puppy do you want, red, blue, or green? Not how do you want to end your game? What colour? <laughs> yeah. And but, like, oh, here's Liara. But the thing the- is, even with that, fans were excited. Yeah, for Andromeda and the stories that you hear about Andromeda getting made is ridiculous. I think stuff about like the original plan was like scrapped a year and a half out from release, and they started again, and that that explains a lot. For me, Andromeda is like the adopted child. It's like they don't want that anymore. They're like, we don't want this kid anymore. We're not going to support this kid anymore. We're not going to bring out anything for this kid anymore. And we're kind of just going to, you know, the parents are kind of just going to kind of separate and go their separate ways. And it was, and it was made by the Bioware studio that notoriously made the least popular DLC for Mass Effect. So. Oh, was that the underwater one? I, can't, I think it might have been. Oh, I, was, I can't remember. Oh, it, was, it, was it wasn't Edmonton. I think it was, no. Wasn't it, was maybe, it maybe was Edmonton. You know the way there's like Bioware Montreal. And oh, Bioware, right, okay. Edmonton. You were talking about Edmonton was the <laughs> no, DLC. No, no, like, no. What? There's Bioware Montreal, Edmonton, I think one in Texas, Austin or something like that. Oh, so is, but uh, it doesn't exist anywhere. I think they've been rolled into EA Motive or something like that. So they'll be getting to you know make loot boxes the rest of their days. Good stuff. But no, Mass Effect Three six years ago is ridiculously crazy, and I would play the entire series again in the HD reboot. In a heartbeat. I would too, yes. Alrighty, on to your final one. Technically there's one less because we doubled up. So, let's see. I thought this was going to be one, and this was on my list, but I decided to hold it out because I thought this would be the more likely one you'd put down. And that is Luke Cage Season 2, June 22nd, Jessica Jones Season 2, this week. Yeah, uh, Luke Cage is my favourite uh, Marvel Netflix TV show. And again, what did I say? Uh, you haven't watched it. I watched it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will be, though. I will be. Though. Jessica Jones was, like I said, with Stranger Things. It took a while to find its fitting. Um, David Tennant, and that was the main reason I watched that. Um, and he is very good in it, but it's... Obviously, you have to give it time because you have to see the characters kind of becoming the characters that they are. The only one that I did not enjoy was Iron Fist. Iron Fist for me was they could have done see the stuff they did in six episodes you could have done it in two episodes 
it was really dragged out. Yeah. Daredevil. I think the main thing I heard about Iron Fist was the way you're saying a few episodes was second half. You could just skip like the first six yeah. episodes and you would have missed yeah. nearly nothing. In fact, watch the Defenders and you'll find out all you need to know. Well, that's about it. I watched that. the Defenders and that yeah. was my first. That was my first actual direct, you know, viewing of the Iron Fist character, and I was like, I'm more interested in the girl that's with him than him. Yeah. Yeah. She interested me more as a character. Yeah. Than he did, and that's a bad sign. She was doing, Jessica Henwick was doing photos at London last year whenever you went up. Yeah. She had told you to make a fist and she had a wee orange, but the orange said oh, fist. Cool. So, and then people were like, no, because I prefer you in Star Wars. So she like, said, like, thumbs <laughs> up. enough. Yeah. Um, but Daredevil for me was good, but it was very slow. Yeah. Like, and The Punisher, I've watched two episodes of. So. I was the same. Mm-hmm. up until two weeks ago just basically just after we did our last show I'd watched two episodes and I was like this doesn't really feel like we're going anywhere yeah and the whole season felt like that to me that's what you find with Daredevil if you have not watched Daredevil oh I've watched Daredevil oh you have I've oh, you watched see, Daredevil the only thing I liked about the that's first the season that's the only thing I've watched all of Daredevil the weird thing was in the first one I was more interested in Fisk than I was Daredevil. Yeah. I think the guy who played Fisk, obviously we know him from Jurassic World. It's hard Vincent to picture him. Vincent D'Onofrio. It's hard to picture him with hair. Yeah. Well. yeah. Um, but yeah, with him, I thought he was a great villain. Yeah. And I thought... He needs, he needs to come back desperately. Yeah, because I thought the second season was You'll just very... Not, not just an appearance. Oh, yeah. Full-blown. Full oh, yeah, yeah. Just stared at a wall for a while. Um, but I think with the second one... It was kind of, for me, it was just all over the place. The odd thing for me, in the second season of Daredevil, the most interesting character to me was Punisher. Yeah. So I was really excited for the Punisher series. And I'm not going to say it didn't do anything for me. There were some moments throughout, I was like, that's really cool. And yeah. All, but I see the Punisher, and again, this is maybe me, I haven't really been a Punisher comic reader or no, anything like either. that. I'm very much of the opinion, I'm told, he goes shoots people. Yeah. Give me that. There was a lot of kind of slow paced episodes where, you know Him on the building site and all that and kind stuff of stuff. Like yeah. that. It's just like go and attack people, you know, go and yeah. get your revenge sort of thing. Whereas yes, we eventually got there, but I thought this was another one of those ones that instead of thirteen episodes, you could have got away with six. Yeah. Sort of thing. How you know, I couldn't turn around and say you hear only watch the second half because mm-hmm. it is definitely a season where you have to watch all the episodes yeah. to get the through thread but you definitely feel just you know could have compacted down with a bit with the amount of stuff on Netflix sometimes it's very difficult to justify if, if you watch an episode and it doesn't grip you yeah. then it's like right just stick with it like Walking Dead for me it'll be something we'll get on to later on um, but for me that was something that I just went no yeah. Um, whereas I find Luke Cage, I heard a lot of people said, it's okay, you know, because you're thinking, right, it's very... But what it, I heard from a lot of people about Luke Cage was the opposite of Iron Fist in that first six episodes, mm-hmm. really, really good. Yeah. Second batch, not as good. I'm not going to say rubbish or anything like that, but not as good as the first six. Yeah, I think because you had... I think it was a certain character somebody yeah, said. Yeah, there was you know? a Cottonmouth, I think he's yes, called. Yes, something, yeah, cotton, um, something. But he, yeah, he was he was he was good. Um, but it just seems to be that Marvel seemed to be okay in the TV department. Uh-huh. Whereas that's where DC, 
have it nailed. Like, now, I haven't, now, I haven't had a chance to see the Luke Cage season two trailer yet. Obviously, there's not much point in me watching it. I haven't watched season one. Yeah. Well, I suppose it probably doesn't spoil it. But too you much. see, the best thing to do is watch Jessica Jones because he's in that. Oh, I've watched Jessica Jones. Right, okay. So That's only... the oddest thing. I've watched Jessica Jones. I've watched all of Daredevil. I've watched okay. Defenders. Mm-hmm. But I haven't watched Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Okay. Well, I would say... I, just... would, be watch... I would be running to watch Luke Cage a lot quicker yeah. than I would Iron Fist. Uh, uh, Luke Cage is more action-packed, but you kind of... He's kind of like a big character that has a big heart, you know, but he's kind of and one of... chest. Yeah, but he's one of those <laughs> ones that kind of cares for the people around yes, him. Yes, yes. And that's a good quality to have, but... He would for me. He's my out of the defenders. He's by far my favorite mm-hmm. one, you know. And then obviously with season two coming out in June, which is you know obviously it's a while away, but I think obviously to give people time to watch Jessica Jones. It's pretty then, cool. To, it's pretty cool having them not crazy distance apart. Yeah, yeah. Because we're we're almost in that sort of territory with these shows that it's almost getting into movie territory, mm-hmm. like Marvel in the sense of right. Okay, you've maybe two a year or yeah. whatever. I'm not going to ever say we're going to get three series a year or whatever. But, from them but um, though it's it's interesting that we're getting those two back to back yeah considering those characters are obviously quite linked especially in the comics yes um, but <laughs> let's just remind myself have you seen the tweet exchange from the Luke Cage, Luke Cage account no. today you know the way kind of like those Netflix Marvel accounts are very kind of in character sort of yeah. they'll tweet people like the Jessica Jones account I remember in the first season that came out you know, it would be these really snarky remarks like Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone tweeted the Luke Cage account, you know, to the tweet that had posted the trailer, saying, would you like to go for coffee sometime? And I tweeted back saying, no, I'd rather go for coffee with Claire. Mm-hmm. And someone then, you know, posted the picture and says, when you're openly rejected by Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But no, it's, it's definitely, it's going to be one I'll probably be going to watch pretty soon. Okay, well, you pick what you want to talk Ooh. about then. I'm trying to think of my remaining two and yours as well, the possibilities. I'm not gonna look. <laughs> oh the suspense is great. Right, let's see what I've got. No. <laughs> well I said no to that one. <laughs> no, don't want what that. What was it? Oh right, fair enough. That'll do nicely. John Williams to uh, retire after episode 9. Oh, right. I haven't seen the record off trailer yet. That's okay, so that's a good choice then. Okay. Yes. So yeah, John Williams to retire episode 9. Um, after episode 9, sorry. Yeah, obviously he's done a hell of a lot of movies. and to he's, the, the, he's the right to call it today, to be honest. Yeah, because I think he may have only just come out for Force Awakens and then obviously he went like... I think it was like an interview where he said, well, if I'm able, still able to do them, I would yeah. like to do them. But I think a big factor of him doing these is uh, Ray, is Daisy yeah. Ridley. I think there's a bond between him and her. And especially and, the theme he created. Yeah, because apparently whenever he played that for J.J. Abrams, J.J. Abrams cried. Mm-hmm. Whenever he actually sat down on the piano in his own house and, you know, like obviously he calls J.J. Baby or whatever. And he goes, like, you play it. And then J.D. Abrams says he just cried. Yeah. And said, like, that's just beautiful. And then, obviously, you say Daisy Ridley and how beautiful she is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one reason why he wanted to do it was because he wanted to determine the characters, you know, with the music. Yes. Now, fair enough, I would have to agree with some people after listening to it multiple times, is that the Last Jedi soundtrack is quite... 
almost not a carbon copy, uh-huh. but it does certainly have the same kind of feel yes. as The Force Awakens. Oh no, it's definitely, and it's 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 one of those ones. It's the more time goes by with the Last Jedi soundtrack, mm-hmm. the more I find myself jumping towards the second half of it. Yeah, because all I find all those tracks because obviously that's where it all kind of kicks off, sort of yeah. from the sort of the throne room stuff. Bang onwards into Battle of Crete and the end. Yes, that's my favourite one. All those sort of tracks from that point on are just, you know, they're upbeat. And, yeah. Well, I'm not going to say upbeat, up-paced. Yes. And there's a lot going on. Whereas the first few are kind of like very, I'm not going to say depressing, but they're very downbeat. It's more like a, a across the stars, more melody yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing, you know, but... But it's just more, I'm gravitating to the ones yeah. later on in The Last Jedi soundtrack, whereas... Force Awakens, I very much was able to listen to that soundtrack. Oh, right yes. Through, so yeah. there's not a track in that. But I, I think that's because with. we've had, you know, we had a big 10-year gap yeah. between the two. And, and we're like, like <gasps> gimme, gimme, gimme. You know, that's like, that's like, you know, somebody said, right, you're not going to have any roast beef for 10 years. Oh, yeah. And then they go like that. And then they go like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You know, like, Give me the whole car. You know, like, you go, <laughs> here's that music. And then you listen to it. And you're like, oh, my God. And you're just picturing you know, a scene like torn yeah. apart or whatever, or you know, the Falcons music and things like that. And then you listen to Last Jedi, and you know, like I'm not saying that you know he didn't do a good job or anything because you can listen far to, from it to be you honest. Could, you know, you could have a John Williams, all John Williams work on your iPod or whatever, and you would never get bored of listening to it. Whether it's Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, you know, the list goes on. And with us also talking about podcasts, that soundtrack show. Yes. The first episode of that was just, you know, typical um, David Collins and then analysing music and things like that. And even though it was half an hour, it kind of just flew by because he's analysing bits of music, yeah. whether it's the Star Wars theme, the Indiana Jones theme or anything like that. And then he's kind of analysing the work of a great genius who yeah. has a right to retire. And I think after episode nine, I think that... With that being done, if they do like an episode ten, say or whatever, yeah, with it not having the John Williams music, I think that's one very much like we don't have Princess Leia, we don't have Luke yeah. Skywalker, it's, we it's don't an have John other, it's Williams. Another one. It's another legend that you know. Like fair enough, I would have to say that you man, you know, we, we don't we don't have George, we don't have we don't have Harry, Jar Jar. we don't have oh, don't. Don't make me cry about Jar Jar. But, but yeah, we're we're right down to I'm not gonna say the bare bones. Yeah, but whenever you listen to the Rogue One soundtrack, yeah, you know, and you listen to that track Hope whenever Vader's or Slaughter yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like people can do it, but you've got big shoes to step into. Yes. And we are going to have to come to the realisation that the day is coming where we will no longer have John Williams. Obviously he's basically come out and said he's gonna retire, which definitely, you know, where else is there a better time to retire yeah. than after the sequel trilogy? It'd be lovely though with that because I think last year I was nominated for an Oscar. Oscar, yes. So it'd be nice if he, re- like, I'm not saying really upped his game because that sounds incredibly rude, but if his music was nominated again and then he got. Uh, I'd say there'd be a good chance. You know, like even if he got like a. You know, lifetime recognition award or something like that, but I think that's something. That he probably has quite a few of those already, but yeah. even something at the Oscars or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think he basically holds the record for nominations and stuff at the Oscars so. for original scores. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I must say, have you watched much of Rebels? 
I've watched the first four episodes. I know what happens to one of the characters. Right. But I haven't watched the last couple. So you haven't heard as much of the music? Uh, well, the first like three. What season are we on now? Four. Season four. Yeah. So just, I've watched just, just finished last. I've night. watched the first three seasons, so yes. I actually prefer the music from the Clone Wars than I do Rebels. Got you. Got so you. So I do. Um, I would very much. I think it's the same boy actually. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of Clone Wars as Rebels. I would like to see him take a stab. Yeah. At something, uh, because he very much is kind of tuned in to what John mm-hmm. kind of goes for. Yeah. There's also the guy who did a lot of the music for the first Battlefront game. Yes, yes. He's very good. He was on Oxygen, I think, with... Yes, he was. David yes. W. Collins yes. once. And he really has an ear mm-hmm. for the Williams style as well. So, you never know. Speaking of Rogue One with Giacchino, there was plenty of good tracks. Yeah. But on the whole, probably overall, you wouldn't say it felt of Star Wars. Oh, no. No. It didn't have that Star Wars feel. Hope is probably the closest. Yeah. Because, well, it took elements very slightly. Yeah, like, especially at the end where we stand there and it's a kind of very Imperial March yeah, kind of sound. The kind of the high-pitched yeah. choir doing yeah. the, the Imperial March. Time will tell. Well, uh, before we move on, I just want to go through a couple of Things that were announced for Christmas Convention Corner. Yeah, so uh, should do a jingle in that. So we should do my um, my audio will do just fine. Okay, yes. that's fine. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So obviously. Oh uh, wait, no, you've just got me now. What? Against world, everybody. Okay, that's fine. Um, so obviously, in May time, I'll be attending Heroes and Villains, which is a couple of days before or after the Han Solo movie comes out. They announced quite a few people for this, which I've purchased photos for all but two. Are you very poor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, first one is Robbie Amell, obviously Stephen Amell's brother, yeah. who plays Ronnie in The Flash, which was obviously Caitlin's... Original Firestorm. Yes, exactly. Speaking of Firestorm, oh. we'll go for the other one, which is Franz Dramel, who plays Jefferson Jackson. Yes. Um, He is obviously there as well. The ones that I've purchased photos for were Italia Ricci, Ritchie, sorry, I can't pronounce your surname, um, who played somebody in Supergirl, but... I have been really watching a lot of Designated Survivor, and right. she plays Emily in that, right, so that's the main reason why I'm meeting her. One that was just announced today was Juliana Harkavi, who plays Dinah in... I, I know what you're trying to say there. Yes. Sorry, so, don't ask me to say And it. the big one for me was Tom Cavanaugh, who plays Harrison oh, Wells, well, yeah. so um, that was a big one. Um, he, seeing, would, he, he would be an out-and-out one that I would want to meet if I was yeah, in the um, After seeing the photos with the guys um, last year or the year before in a different convention, he does look like somebody who you want to meet. Has Obviously, even if you haven't watched The Flash, if you've watched Scrubs, he plays right. JD's brother oh. in Scrubs. And with LFCC, which I go to at the end of July, they announced one big guest, which nobody saw coming. Uh, and I r- remember the last time that I said uh, uh, one of the big guests that they announced was Peter Capaldi. Okay, yeah. So if I was to say big guest, okay. th- right, their tease was there were going to be a big, in inverted commas, tasty guest. Right, a big tasty guest. Yeah. That nobody would see coming. Yeah. So a lot of people said TSD Hannibal, Mads Mikkelsen again, okay, okay, yeah, okay, which that. is fair enough. Somebody said TSD Hell's Kitchen, 
Charlie Cox, right, Daredevil. Okay, okay. And all, all logical choices. All logical choices, and the answer was meatloaf. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, meatloaf is Italian London film Comic Con. Uh, Forty six pound for a photo, and I think the same for an autograph. I'll pass. Thank you very much. <laughs> I said I would do a lot of things for a ticket, but I won't do that. Oh, uh, um, yeah. And then there's somebody else who. Um, Kitty Leung, who plays Cho Chang in Harry Potter, I think she's yes, and one mean. of Harry Potter's love interests. His first kiss. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, meatloaf. Um, if you haven't got your tickets, get them now. Um, <laughs> but but no, definitely, was, out of out of those, Tom Cavanaugh would be my, yeah, my pick. Yeah. D- uh, Juliana was high on my list, so the photos went up today. So I bought her photos. I also do have a photo. Are there, are there any others from? Uh, her little group from Arrow. They haven't announced. No they echo, announced no echo. They announced Echo for Chicago, and they haven't announced Rick yep. Gonzalez, who yes. plays Wild Dog, who I'd love to meet. I did meet Ra- the person Joe Dinical, who played Ragman right. at London um, last year, and he was very pleasant. Um, but they've done like an original Team Arrow photo, which was I think 150, 180 yes. quid. And then, so whether they're going to do a new Team Arrow, they are doing like a canary, like um, Sarah and Laurel. So whether they do or Sarah. isn't it the Outsiders they're calling themselves? Yeah, something like that. So That's that most recent episode of Arrow. Oof. Oh yes, yes, that was mm. that was very you know Tr- certain choices balls to the wall. Kind very of thing. very interesting. Very yeah, it's interesting. almost like who's the villain in this? Yeah, who's, who's, them who's, who's them the good guy? Who's the bad yeah, guy? Exactly. So um, that's something we can talk about at the end of a season, Joby. Oh yes, yes. With yes. that, but is that it for Chris's convention? Yes, corner? that is. Um, meatloaf can't top that. <laughs> um, so yes, but yes, that's that, everybody. So into the second part of things. Which is, well, what have we been doing since the last run of the show four odd years ago? Um, not much, to be honest. Like, you know. oh, Well, you've done a couple of things. <laughs> like, It's not a case if you've been sitting on your arse. I've just, you haven't I've, been watching Netflix, for goodness sake. So. I've been doing something. That yes, I've been doing something. Yeah. yeah, but probably the biggest thing you did maybe was probably go to another WrestleMania. Another two? Oh, so yes, that's right. Because yeah. if, if you think of it, I was working this out myself. I was like, what was it? Because I think one of the last episodes I recorded was, oh, going to WrestleMania again. Mm-hmm. And it was 31. Yeah. I think so. I did 31. Mm-hmm. And then I did 32. Yeah. So I did. So, yeah, there was one more after the one I talked about. <laughs> um, <laughs> one more match. <laughs> yeah, 31 was a fun one because that was West Coast. Mm. So it was. You rented so a car and stuff there, didn't you? We ended up not renting a car. We wouldn't have had time. We just figured everything out and we were just like, we will not have time for this yeah. nonsense. Because the whole plan was, right? Because anybody who knows WrestleMania 31 was in uh, San, well, Santa Clara, just outside San Jose. So about an hour from San Francisco. Okay. So the whole plan was, right, we're going to the West Coast. We're traveling the, you know, the guts of 12 hours on a plane. We're going to make the most of this. Mm-hmm. So we'll go out for like two weeks. So we'll not kind of what we did where it was kind of like about a week <laughs> or five days for New York for 29. Uh, we'll make the most of this. We'll do San Francisco for a few days prior, get into the time zone because obviously it's a lot more hours back. Yeah. Eight hours back. Wow. Um, so we'll go spend a few days in San Fran. Then once it's due for us to go book into the WWE Hotel, we'll go down to San Jose 
You had your own bells as well. Exactly, it was lovely. Uh, And then obviously after WrestleMania is done, we'll head down to LA, we'll do Disney, we'll do all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So So I think probably one of the most memorable parts of the wrestling side of things on that trip was Mr. Hill getting sick as a dog. As a hot dog? <laughs> As a hot dog. Well, very good, Chris. Uh, yeah, it was Hall of Fame night. I'm trying to remember who was getting inducted that year. I have a funny feeling... No, that was Dallas was... Um, P.S. Hayes and stuff like that. So it was... I'm trying to remember who was the previous year. That might have been, right, the, so might have been the Nash year. Ye- no. Or was it? Were we there for Nash? No, we... We were, we were there for Trump. Less said the better. Oh, no, that was 29, <laughs> and then 30 was Warrior, was the big one. Then 31, Can't remember. Me. Can't remember, shows you how memorable it was. Um, but, Hall of Fame night, Chris is dead hungry, decides, okay, I'll go and get a hot dog. Night goes by, nothing peculiar. I wake up in the middle of the night, to heaving from the toilet in the hotel room and I'm like oh it's all great he's maybe just a wee bit sick it'll pass in the morning that's what your company does for people the <laughs> rest of the night Chris is in the toilet pretty much and the day comes this is now bear in mind everybody that Wrestlemania Hall of Fame well, that would have been, that would have been on Saturday that would have been Sting that was inducted then if we would go sorry Sting yes yeah. correct uh, <laughs> should have remembered that you were there I know that was one of the key reasons <laughs> Hill wanted to be there, obviously with Stinger. Um, but you remember 31, it was still Hall of Fame on the Saturday. Yeah. And then obviously WrestleMania Sunday. Mm-hmm. It wasn't NXT TakeOver on the Saturday yet. Yeah. So it's the morning of WrestleMania Sunday. He's still sick as a dog. And I'm sitting there going, please, just let this clear up. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm not going. I am not going to WrestleMania and I'm sitting there. I was like, you have come this whole way. You've flown 12 hours on a plane. You spent all this money because mainly you wanted to see Sting at WrestleMania in the Hall of Fame. And you're telling me now you're not actually going to go to WrestleMania and see him have his match. And I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> to be honest, after after watching the match, he probably should have went. He probably does. probably should have stayed in the hotel room. And he probably does. Uh, but, you know, I went off for a wee while, you know, caught up with some folks at the hotel down in the lobby for a while. Just thought, right, resigning myself to, okay, I'm going on my own. <laughs> or I'm going to have to go and try and flog this ticket so, so he can get some of his money back yeah. or stuff like that. Or you could um, have just put your feet up. <laughs> and eventually, lo and behold, I was sitting um, down at the kind of the coffee bar speaking to a few folks. And lo and behold, who comes out off the lift but Hill. He eventually dragged himself to Mania. But again, throughout, it must have been something serious with that hot dog. But throughout the entire show and all the way back to the hotel, he was still extremely unwell. So he must have got some serious food poisoning. But it was... Um, and he got some police interest. So he did. Because uh, not as much over here. You mm-hmm. know, if people look a wee bit tipsy out in public, yeah. you know, the police kind of won't be on you like that but being drunk in public in the states is pretty much a big no-no the cops mm-hmm. will be on you he was probably approached throughout the day maybe three by three different cops thinking he'd had a bit too much to drink yeah 
they just kept having to try and explain no we've had dodgy you know, wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he did get to see the sting match that was one of the matches Yay! he did actually get, that was that was one he did actually get to see uh but away from chris's illness the whole experience of that wrestlemania was pretty crazy because of course again west coast mm-hmm. whereas the last two were for us well east coast and a wee bit more west yeah sort of, you know louisiana for 30 seven o'clock eight o'clock start yeah 4 p.m in the afternoon for the pre-show. And how long was that one? That was like five or six hours or something like that, wasn't it? Four and a bit. Four and a bit. Probably four and a half to kick going towards five. That was before they'd started going really long. Yeah. It was the next one, mm-hmm. which was the biggie, which is 33, not 33, sorry, 32 in Dallas. Yeah. And again, some of the luck we had at these two was crazy. That was the one that probably uh, people would have known about getting entry yes. into it. Yeah. Yeah. The entry to that one was ridiculous because, firstly, well, you're in Texas, yeah. so Texas is going to be warm. All as hell. my exes yeah. live in Texas. It's going to be warm as hell. Yeah. Um, and they said, "Yeah, okay, doors are going to be opening at three or four. Can't mm-hmm. remember exactly." So you get this one because the Cowboy Stadium. Did Chris have a hot dog the night no, before? No, he definitely <laughs> did not. Probably stayed away not. from all that kind of stuff. He enjoyed that Hall of Fame though. That was the one with PSAs and. Yeah. Also, was who was the big one? Uh, that would have been no angle was last year, so he was. I think that before. was the one with Nash as well. I think it was Nash and PSAs and stuff like that. So it was. Um, I think that was also uh, Bushwhackers. We're in, oh yeah. We're in one of those two yeah. as well. Those mm-hmm. two years, but that one, the stadium was about probably about forty minutes to an hour from the hotel. Okay. So WWE actually provided us buses for that. So it was just like, you have to start boarding the buses at this time. So you arrived at the stadium when WWE wanted you to. Mm -hmm. And we were probably outside the stadium before getting let in for about an hour and a half to two hours. In the bacon sun, no bottles of water, no nothing. So eventually we were just extremely lucky that we managed to somehow get through the gates pretty quickly when they did open. Yeah. Straight to get a drink of water. And then I have never seen a more complicated stadium than the Cowboy Stadium. It's the sections. Right. And to get through to the next section, it's not very clearly signposted at all. Because, like, you know, we obviously were looking at our tickets and we're like, oh, we're section 112 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right, okay, we're in 106. Okay, so we'll maybe just have to go six that way. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not like that. It was like, along here, turn right, go down these set of stairs, along those set of stairs, back up another set, round that corner, and then round that other corner and then I left and then you eventually made it it probably took need, us another 20 minutes need to GPS near enough to find your seat and it's just like and there weren't you know there was security yeah on the uncertain parts of this and you're like you know and there's like VIP lounges as well and you're like can we actually get through there and they're like oh we eventually we find out yeah you can walk through sort of thing because we were just like it's the only way to get through to the next section through this VIP part so we just thought, are we going to have to go back and recue and stuff? We were absolutely dreading things. Yeah. But that was the madness that everybody was everybody mm-hmm. was going through in that stadium because obviously that's the notorious WrestleMania where the pre-show starts and the two pre-show matches, there's basically zero crowd. I have a funny feeling that... I, I'm not 100% sure, but I have a funny feeling that somebody I know went to WrestleMania and they were stuck outside and missed some of it. Yeah. They complained they complained to WWE and they said, Right, okay, well you can pick 
uh, tickets for any pay-per-view. Right. And they pick tickets for the Royal Rumble. Yes. I went to Royal Rumble in whatever one it was. So mm-hmm. it would have been after 32, was that? Yes. So it would have been the Royal Rumble the year, you know, like after that then. 2017 then? Yeah, so it would have been that, like been, that was the one last in Texas. Year. Yeah, so it would have been that. Would that. Make sense. that would make sense then. It would have been that. But um, I remember them saying that they were stuck outside for ages. Because then I remember we were talking about it and you were saying that you were... Very fortunate because I remember seeing um, videos of people stuck on escalators, and you know, like I was, and I couldn't have coped with that because whenever we you, were, you couldn't. Whenever, you couldn't. whenever in thirty, whenever I went to go to the bathroom before it started, and I came back, and Mikey had said to me, "All right," because why does it go? Oh, I, yeah. I was stuck in between people, and I couldn't move. Yeah, and I was starting to freak out, and then luckily people were moving. Because that's the thing with thirty is that was a far older stadium. Yeah. So it was 30, so it was the, the concourse. And all yeah, it was just like, there wasn't anyone going. But that yeah, was that was the surprising thing as well with Cowboy Stadium. I was shocked at how kind of confined the concourse levels yeah. were. Um, just for the amount of people that were in there. Because obviously they were dealing with the guts of 100,000 people. Probably about 90 legitimately. Mm-hmm. But of course they wanted to break their record. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, you've been out in the sun for a few hours. You fought to get in. You've got a drink finally. Yeah. Um. Of course, Hill always had to go and get himself a margarita or something like that. They were <laughs> boys walking around with these daiquiris and all that sort of stuff as well. But that was the one that was like five and a half to six hours long, including the pre-show. So that was four manias on the trot then. That was four manias on the trot, and the least favorite. How did you find it last year then? Not not being, being there. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Do, do you find it? Do you find it more? Because do you still follow the product, or I do still follow it, but it's more reading results than watching it. Fast forward, yeah, a lot of fast forward. It's odd that, and this is what WWE has got me in a position now is very much. I'm less interested in the in-ring product because they don't have me invested in the people's characters. So, like you know me. Yeah. WrestleMania 29. Who was I most excited about on that Raw after Mania? Oh, Fandango. Well, Fandango <laughs> and Dolph Ziggler cashing in. Oh, this well, yeah, I think that's... I was, at that time, Yeah. Dolph Ziggler, number one guy, absolutely loved the bits. So when that happened, I was yeah. over the moon. You could not pay me to watch a Dolph Ziggler match now. Because they've just, they've just wasted him. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, another guy. It, very much in the last number of years, I was like... Because, again, NXT... When he was in NXT, Nakamura in NXT, yeah. all guys, it's funny, while they're in NXT, I'm so invested and watch every match. Do you find that, though, with that, it's a shorter time frame as well? Rather than a three-hour show Partially. where you've got all this, you've got an hour where you've got Nakamura against, say, Sami Zayn. And that's half the show. Or Sami Zayn versus Cesaro. You know, a friend in work, Johnny, was saying about this whole Cena thing and Cena coming out and saying that he wants to fight The Undertaker or whatever. And then That's very odd. And then, um, oh, who was it he said? I can't remember who he said, but they said, why don't you, you should come down to NXT? And I thought that would be a great thing is to have Him somebody... versus an NXT guy? Yeah. Have something like good. that, you know. Whereas this week on Raw it was, oh, uh, Goldust. Gold what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, all the guys, and then he beat him in three minutes. Yeah, so. It's like, what? How, how can I get invested? But in even this? I, you know, like, I've, 
I think for me, 30 was where I kind of had, not to quote, you know, like The Rock, but I'd seen it all, had, had done the, it all. You had the Fast and the Furious moment where Vin Diesel went one way in the junction and Paul Walker went the other. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so I had seen my two favourites in the ring at the same time. Yeah. I'd heard their music, you know, and, you know, like just to see them there. And I've always said that if they were to say, that's WrestleMania done, I would have been happy. And to be fair, you saw The Undertaker's undefeated streak end, so... Yep. Yep. There's not many things when it comes to being a wrestling fan that you no. can top saying, well, I saw the Dead Man streak end. Obviously, things thereafter with Undertaker haven't been as enjoyable. No. Um, and then just the whole, again, Daniel Bryan and us and people investing in his character. Yeah. And then, obviously, that day walking to Mania and meeting Ultimate Warrior. That was something that for me will not ever be taught because I can still picture our smiles and our faces. I remember yeah. looking at Mikey because he was meant to meet Warrior the year previous, bef- previous and then yeah. he didn't. And then just that and then showing them like Robbie and stuff, the photos are like, oh, they were meant Warrior, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, with the likes of that and then being, you know, seeing uh, the likes of... <sighs> God, you know, like Cesaro win the Battle Royale and then the next night, yeah. you know, a Paul Every Heyman guy and he's like, oh my God, you know, yeah. like in that kind of thing. Fell flat yeah, but there were so many things like that that you went, oh, that's so good. Yeah. And then they kind of just, it's, it's almost like it's, per, it's lazy writing. It's like, oh, it is. Here's, here's Brock Lesnar, right? Everyone wants this person to fight Brock Lesnar. Here's Roman Reigns. And it's like, it's it's been the last four years. It's been let's coronate Roman Reigns. Yeah. Oh, it didn't work this year. Let's do it again next year. It's yeah. the last four years. Yeah. Back to back to back, he will yeah. be in the main event of WrestleMania, and this I would say I would say it's the final roll of the dice. But knowing Vince McMahon, no, it will not be. No. And I'm not a big hater of Roman Reigns by any stretch of the imagination. I know the way Vince thinks, and for him, logically, that is business. <laughs> I won't repeat what Chris just did there. but gearing up for a Superman um, punch. Yeah, that. But no, to go back to your question about when, what would be last year's Mania yeah. was on, was I regretting not being there or anything like that? Yes and no. He looked at the bank balance and said, I'm all, I'm all right. <laughs> yes, yes and no. Yeah. Yes, when, you, when you've been four back to back, it becomes a part of your life mm-hmm. and you're like, you don't think, how can I experience this any other way now? Then you look at your bank account, <laughs> as you say. Um, but then after seeing that WrestleMania, I'm like, kind of glad. Yeah. Kind of glad I saved the money. This year's WrestleMania, however, I have a lot more regret, considering some of the matches that are going to be on it, because, mm-hmm. namely one, the potential of Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Yeah. Considering my last WrestleMania, the NXT TakeOver was Nakamura's NXT debut versus Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Getting to see his first match in WWE yeah. would be nice to see his WWE Championship potential coronation at yeah. WrestleMania just two years later. And this is Nakamura's first Mania, is it? Yes. Yeah. So it is, yes, because he only came up after the last WrestleMania. So he was one oh, of the, he came out he was SmackDown, the, he was the SmackDown yeah. after Mania, uh-huh. yes. Uh-huh. So yeah. um, he's... He was kind of obscurity, then he won the Rumble, and now he's off to Mania, so there's yeah. a good chance. And I think WWE are trying to tease fans by going, oh look, AJ's in like a six-way match at mm. the next pay-per-view, he might make Mania. They have to send him 
to yeah. the NES, so there's no other way. I do think we're going to get Cena Taker. So, so, but again, too late. Uh, have you watched the, the documentary? Yeah. Yes. Whenever a Taker says Very that sad. he doesn't want to become a party of himself, uh, sadly as, as he soon is. As I heard that. I was like, sadly he is becoming that. Because what he says, it only takes one bad fight. Yeah. Or something like that to become. <laughs> you look at Arsenal. You know to break that. Yeah. Facade. Yeah. You know to look like an old man. Yeah. And unfortunately, that happened. Now, do I think him and Cena will have a good match? Very much so, because as much flack as Cena has been given over the years, he gets good matches out of people. Mm-hmm. And he's a ring general. Not that Undertaker has never been a ring general. Yeah. But again, it comes back to Roman just not being on the level of a Cena. Mm-hmm. So they are, and it's crazy for me to say that. You were thinking back over the years. Um, but no, definitely not anywhere near as invested uh, in the product. NXT, yes. Yeah. I'll never miss an NXT show. So, pay-per-view especially. But, um, no late nights. Al- no, no late nights <laughs> anymore. You always hear, though... Well, I'll just talk about this and I'll move on. Yeah. Because we've probably rambled enough about I that. always hear people in work talk about, oh, did you see... You know, Alistair Black versus Adam Cole and or whatever. Like, and <laughs> but they're going like, Oh my god, you have to watch it. You know, like yes. and even though I don't really watch the product, you know, like I've seen matches, you know, like I think it was DIY versus the Revival was like two out of three falls Superb. match. You the, know, those and guys then, are superb. but you're watching these matches, and then even Triple H coming out and going like, I told you to, I told you, you know, like to do put on a good show, not like. F that, F you, you can't follow that. Yeah. And to a certain degree, a lot of them can't. Yeah, and then the revival on Raw this week got jobbed out to Cesaro and Sheamus. But you know, no. like a couple of jabronis. Now, don't get me wrong, yes, Cesaro and Sheamus are the tag champions, but I think you're they... in a position, I know I'm rambling here, <laughs> but Cesaro and Sheamus are now in the point where they have beat every Raw tag team. Mm-hmm. So, Maybe the Smackdown, it's yeah. going to be your stereotypical WrestleMania, all the tag teams yeah. in a match, yeah. sort of thing. But one final point, and then we'll move on, is to kind of go full circle on things off the wrestling. Never in my wildest dreams, back when I was last at WrestleMania, would have I thought that I am now far more invested in independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, um, and quite a few other folks from here are now very much into the OTT wrestling down yeah. in Dublin and I'm far more invested in the guys and girls that wrestle there than WWE and to be honest you know I've always been you know WWE originally WCW guy I was never one of these guys that kind of went out of the comfort zone when it comes to wrestling <laughs> TNA yeah <laughs> well TNA <laughs> um, but I would have been one of those sort of fans that a lot of kind of people would have probably looked down their nose at it and went, you only watch WWE. Yeah. Um, but the WWE UK tournament that happened the other year mm-hmm. made me go, flip, there is this talent. There is talent as good, if not better, than what I see in a WWE ring. So I'm just far more invested in independent stuff nowadays than anything I see on TV. Yeah, because I know... And it's, and it's just very weird. I know Robbie would... Like he went to progress Loads. way before it even. I think like, he was a season ticket holder. Yeah, he like was that like, that but that was well. like way before it even. You know, like he, he met Nakamura when I've heard. You know, people didn't really know the name. You know, like mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at his photos, you know, 
like my friend Johnny in work, he would know a lot of independent wrestlers and things like that. And well, that's, that's the crazy thing is like I've obviously only been going to OTT for the last while since sort of that UK tournament came about, mm-hmm. and I've seen in person Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, Pete Dunne, um, Candice LeRae, who's now signed to NXT, Ricochet, who is now signed to NXT. His brother's John. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Um, but there's been so many, even just in the last year and a half, yeah. that I have seen that have now been poached. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple I've seen recently that apparently are in the rumour mill of being poached as well. So it's just like the whole outlook on the WWE side of things has completely yeah. changed. Sort of up until Trips got a hold of NXT. Yes. And now it's just like, give me all the guys. Mm-hmm. But we'll move on. Well, obviously, you know, WrestleMania 30 was my last wrestling thing. Yes. And I've, you know, very much like you did a couple more after that. Kind of my thing then after that was doing conventions. Conventions, whereas I think LFCC 2015 would have been my first one. Um, I did one over here where. God, who did I meet over here? Paul McGann, Eve Miles, Ariana Richards, who played the girl in Jurassic Park. Lex? Yes, sorry, her. yes. And. I was just trying to remember the name. God, who was the fourth one? Billy Piper. Whereas LFCC, I met Kevin Eastman, the co creator of the Turtles, who ah, yes. by far is one of the nicest, most. Like, you can see there that he's signed that. That was limited edition of 250. Mm-hmm. It's like a. Beatles print, you know, like, and it was something I was wanted to get my whole uh, hand on. So I was fifteen quid, and he signed it, and his autograph was fifteen quid. So I basically got that and the autograph for free. Well, the print itself is pretty much worth that money. So yeah, um, you know, but there's been obviously I've been doing this now for coming up to three years. Whereas Star Wars in twenty sixteen yes. was probably where I spent. The most money. <laughs> well, last year would have been the most money, but I'll get on that in a minute. But obviously, I'd met Mark Hamill, who was great to meet, but at the same time, we had... You go down there, and then they announce these panels. <laughs> so we there was a Rogue One panel, and you get like a wristband. And we had wristbands for the big auditorium stage. That way, you know, like you would see people come on, and then you would see the trailer and everything like that which was at four o'clock, we had, basically whenever you go to a convention, they will, instead of you queuing up, they will give you a virtual queue ticket. So I got like number 170, and then on the board will say, queuing between zero and 160. So I have to wait until that comes up to 190, and then I can go give them the ticket and queue up. By the time we got to the table, so the table is here, we are here, he goes away. Ah. <laughs> so he, he walks through a wall so he goes away and we're sitting there and it's 10 to 4 and we're like we're not going to get to see this now this is whenever they give you the posters of like the Death Star and the beach and oh. everything that people were flogging for a lot of money and you're like oh we could have gone and seen that but mostly we didn't and then he came back and then um, well no a guy came over and said that he's away for his photo shoot, he's not feeling well. And because we had a three day pass, we had to come back the next day. Yes. We had already paid our £135 for his autograph. Yes. So I've given you £135, they've said, come back tomorrow. And you're kind of thinking, 
that's all well and being, but what if we come back and you say, what? I have no idea what you're talking about. So they gave us tickets and we came back and then they said like, oh yeah, go on ahead and queue up there. Like, right, okay. So I got my vinyl signed, which I think mm-hmm. I've shown you before. Yeah. And um, we waited and he was due to arrive at 10 o'clock, at 11 o'clock he arrived at. And he was, don't get me wrong, he was a lovely guy to meet, you know. I was kind of, once I met him, I kind of came out and was smiling from, it's there. <laughs> I was smiling from ear to ear because, you know, you've met somebody you've kind of grown up with if that makes sense Carrie Fisher was a complete um, I don't want to speak ill because you know she's not here but she for me she for me was my worst convention experience next to Hayley Atwell who played Agent Carter ever Um, you had a table here and then a table here and you were here and you went like this and she went signed it I went here you go that was all your interaction. Yeah. Um, she was signing people's eight by tens instead of one color, doing rainbows and doing different colors on each, each line. Each letter, or what? In each line, so, so each right. line would all be different. So like two Chris from. Yeah, Gary two Chris. May you know, like green. May the force be with you. Blue. Lots of love. Yellow. Uh, Carrie Fisher. Uh, purple Mrs. Han Solo that's that's just Carrie that's Carrie but whenever you've got one item that you want other people have signed in silver and you've asked specifically for silver and you've got silver that's fine but whenever you go up and you go can you sign this and you think if she messes this up it's all messed up yeah it's done and it's done so if Mark Hamill puts a squiggle on this it's not going to mean anything because mm-hmm. I'm always going to look at that. Now, I look at it and it says Carrie Fisher, Mrs. Han Solo, which I kind of smirk about. Yeah. Whereas for me, Anthony Daniels um, was something that you get a lot of people who will talk down about a, a character and they said that he doesn't want to touch you. He's yeah. very um, germaphobic yes. and things like that. He, he very much, when you've seen like interviews of him and stuff like mm-hmm. that, he very much comes across as this very, I'm not going to say full of himself individual, but he's very confident. He's very... Furthest thing from it. Yeah. One of the, um, the, whenever Simon and I were queuing up to meet him, there was a guy who went up and he was talking to him, but it was sign language. Ah. And he was doing sign language as well. And I went up and I went, I just went like, that was incredible, by the way. And put my hand out, you know, like, because I thought... You know, I've done that with Mark Henry, put my hand out, and he does the fist, and you're like, well, I don't expect Anthony Daniels to do that. But he was just like, oh, my pleasure, blah, blah, blah. And I went, could you just sign this in silver? So he has a pencil case, gets the pen out, does it on a post-it note, first of all, to make sure the pen's working, and signs it. And I went, I just want to say, you know, like, obviously, you know, Return of the Jedi was one of my first films, blah, blah, blah. Um, Obviously, my dad and I, you know, like, watched every Star Wars movie since. And he went, you know what, if you'd said that to me, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have cared. But now, with people watching the likes of the newer ones, and, you know, The Force Awakens, obviously, had just come out and stuff, so yeah. he was saying about that, and, you know, like, how that means more to him now, the family side of it means more yes. to him. So that was a big deal. And then, obviously, last year, um, last year, obviously, I had planned to go to Philadelphia, to yes. Wizard World, and then, sadly, my father passed away, um, so I was meant to arrive, I was meant to go out on the Monday, yeah. and on the Saturday, Dad was taken to the hospital, and sadly, mm-hmm. never came out. 
Um, so we, you know, Dave and I applied money into flights, Wizard World tickets, um, the hotel was paying whenever you arrive, um, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I had travel insurance, and travel insurance, you know, like it's insurance it's designed for, for issues. Travel. Yes. Yeah. So I went through the travel insurance, and because Dad had a pre-existing condition, they wouldn't pay out. No, this that's that's insurance companies. This for you. was obviously as well. Whenever he throws computers, all went tits up. Jeez, oh, I remember that. So I then contacted Wizard World first of all, yes. who um, were terrific. And within half an hour of me sending an email, Dave got a refund, and I got a refund for all my tickets. Serious for all that. I don't think there'd be many conventions. There's not would, now, would be so the, kind. The ones of heroes and villains at the minute. Um, if you buy a photograph, a photo op, and you change your mind, refund. That's no questions bad. asked. That's not bad. No questions asked. Whereas LFCC, I've said to you about Peter Capaldi and Pearl Mackey being there. Yes. I wanted to do a duo photo shoot. Yes. I have a diamond pass for Pearl. Yes. So they say they will refund me the Peter Capaldi photo, and then I pay the extra for that. Right. And I was like, no. I'm not paying extra for whenever I've already paid for a photograph. Yeah. So contacted British Airways, explained to them, and they were like, uh, you know, like very sorry about your loss. Um, all you need to do is take a photograph of the death certificate and send that to us. Did that, and within two days, got the money back. There was an oversight of ninety pounds. Right. Um, and the reason why was because we chose our seats and they forgot about it. Ah, right, so right. basically, the only money that I lost out on that trip was my travel insurance. That's not too bad. So you know, at least. so that's why last year, then whenever LFCC rolled around, obviously I had money there, and it was like, right, if people get announced, I want to meet them. I am meeting them, yes. and that's why. I think I did 23 photos wow. over the weekend. That's, that's, um, that's, that's some going. Yeah, but some of them, well, one of them, as in um, a certain um, owner of a hotel, as in John Cleese, was a free one okay. because they didn't scan Dave's ticket. And uh, Dave went, oh, by the way, I've got a ticket forwarded to me. And <laughs> I went and met him for free. Um, the Pamela Anderson one was free. Um, oh, yes. Oh, don't worry. I've, I've, so I've, heard, I've, I've heard that nonsense. Have <laughs> you seen the, photo, the photos, though? Um, I'm not sure I've seen yours. I think right, I've seen so, another one. Because um, I actually have them in here. Did I put the bad one in here? It's the one that everybody looked like a ghost, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Right, so that's... That's how it is without the things. Yes. Okay. So if I, I think I've got it here. I'm not sure. Give me a sec while I try and find it. So basically, as we're talking about, you know, like whenever I met her, um, the f you came out and the photos just look dreadful. They just look so, um, well, I don't think I still have it. They just look so bad that the fact that the lighting was so bright. Um, yeah, I don't have it there. Um, the lighting was so bright um, that the the camera had like a, a flash on top of it and it just looked like it was so washed out yeah um, and you saw people coming out and I was like what so I got to go up you know meet her say hello blah blah I got my photo and then there was a thing in the forum where people were saying I'm not happy with this yeah so whenever you compare that to other photos and then went down and said like listen I'm not happy about this you know and she said right that's fine what we'll do is if you give me your photo and I just had to look up my ID number and then she wrote that in the back and she gave me the credit 
and then I was able to use that, which was fine. So basically, I was able to buy the digital photo of it for a fiver. So I basically got to meet her for a fiver. Whereas Benedict Cumberbatch was the biggest name there. And at that stage, I hadn't watched Sherlock. Right. So I was only meeting him because of Doctor Strange. Right, okay. So Dave had said, listen, you need to get your money's worth. You need to watch Sherlock. And the first couple of seasons of Sherlock, I absolutely loved, you know, because I would come home from work and it's like, it's like you're watching a movie because it's what, an hour and a half most, long? Most of them are like mini movies. Yeah, so you're watching that and then you're going, right, okay, so I think my worst one was the Christmas special, the Hound of the Baskerville one. Hound of the Baskerville. Yeah, yeah, so I thought, Moffat, Christmas, they don't go together. <laughs> That's always been the way for me. But meeting him... Um, I'd bought the diamond pass thing, so that guaranteed me an autograph. If I hadn't got that, I wouldn't have that autograph. Yeah. Because he was only signing for diamond pass. He was that busy. He had my a batch of photos that has about 50 in it. On the Saturday alone, on his single one, had 27. He then had a duo photo with Benedict Wong, who plays Wong. Yes. And then he had a, another one with Mads Mikkelsen. Because obviously he plays the villain in Doctor yes. Strange. I was trying to think, why was he there again? Because um, I was just thinking Rogue One for some reason. So he had a lot of photographs. So I was very, very fortunate to get him. Um, and then obviously at October time, I got to meet Manny Bennett, who'd been on my radar for so long. And then never... Hey, kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was... You know, I've never seen somebody so take their time to like pick a spot and sign it. And kind of tune out what you're saying because I went, I just want to say it's a pleasure to meet you and I heard nothing and I went you how rude I went you ignorant get and then he went like <laughs> and then he kind of finished and then he went yeah nice to meet you too thanks for the kind words and I was like oh he's lovely so then obviously Marvel being a big deal Anthony Mackie who plays Falcon was the other one so and then this year hopefully they'll get another. Marvel person, I like, seem to be going the DC right, and I have no interest in meeting Jason Momoa or Ray Fisher's the other one. They're maybe a wee bit easier to draft in. Yeah, so with the likes of them, the Marvel guys have probably been a wee bit harder to get because I think the rap for Infinity War both parts is not long done. With with um, Philadelphia, um, God, what's his name? Name the character. Uh, Vision. Oh, Paul, Paul Bentley. Bentley. He was meant to be there, and then he got called back. So reshoots and stuff. He got yeah. cancelled, and then I think Karen Gillan was meant to be there, and then I think she cancelled as well. And then last year at LFCC, Mike Coulter, who plays Luke Cage, was meant to be yes. there, and then he cancelled because I think he was filming season two then. So many cancellations. Yeah, the worst I suppose, one. I suppose that comes to the territory. The worst one though was Sam Neill. Um, who obviously we would know from Jurassic Park was announced say on a Wednesday and by Friday he had cancelled I remember that happening and we're like what? So well, that was nice <laughs> yeah it was like nice and while it lasted you know but the thing is is obviously if they cancel and you've bought a photo shoot you get it refunded and it gets done within a matter of a couple of days anyway but there's been so many that I've met like that long box in there has things to be signed and things that are signed you know, so I've still kind of plenty to go. still a lot to go, and obviously with the arrow, you know, like again, you know, 
when it comes to the arrow stuff are you going to go more 8 by 10s or oh, no, com- com- comics yeah. comics are the way I go um, I have the way I roll for <laughs> Stephen Amell I have issue 1 of Arrow which is just him and his hood but I also have a Casey Jones comic um, so that's how it is with that with the likes of say um, Tom Kavanagh there's like a Flash one that I have that is kind of has a log in it but it's like the reverse flash I was um, going to say are you going for the reverse flash yeah it's like yeah. the reverse flash like costume over it and I thought well that'll be cool perfect um, that, that should pop well with the, with the yeah. yellow, yellow kind of as a background or something yeah it's like kind that. of blue and then the yellow yeah. so if you were signing black it would look perfect um, and then I've got my comics for Peter Capaldi and Pearl Mackey so there's a lot in there I even found a Mr. Terrific comic which I never knew existed <laughs> but that's just one road that I like to go down is the comic Just have stuff there in case. Yeah, because it's a lot easier to transport, you know, it's a lot easier to transport rather than going, you know, you remember Robbie and his oh, figures uh, and his belts well, and everything. This is this is the thing, like, is it would be the likes of a celebration would probably be the one thing that would drag me Yeah. to an, you know, an event on that scale. Yeah. I'm not a very big go meet people sort of guy mm-hmm. sort of thing I'm not saying I'm anti-social or everything anybody but even but, you've at, met but, the, but even at the wrestling yeah. yes I've met people but I'm not the sort of person to go out and go I want to pay £200 yeah. to meet you because I'm very much the person who's like you're just a human mm-hmm. you know you're just a guy you're just a girl you know you're a human being too you know look at them. I'll keep my £200 in my back pocket please thank you I'll take my picture from my phone 500 feet away that yeah. sort of thing and then go on. but no it would probably be a Star Wars mm. celebration and the sort of people that I don't even maybe even consider dropping the money for would be the likes of Mark Hamill those sort of people yeah. that sort of level because you'll you'll not maybe know this um, you obviously have went to Dundonald Cinema quite a bit mm-hmm. back when Force Awakens came out they had the huge posters yeah. That were like probably from your floor to the top of your wall there mm-hmm. right now. Of the faces. Remember when it was the posters yes. with like something yes. obscure in the eyes? Yes. So it was like I've the saber got, I've, got or, the, I've got the comic for Or Ray's staff and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I got the big one. I messaged the cinema. I messaged the Omniplex guys. And I says, see when you're done with those, can I have the Ray one? Because mm-hmm. I thought initially, because at this stage I was still going to that celebration. Yeah. And I was like, I'll take it with me and get it signed. Obviously, there was no Daisy Ridley or anything like yeah, that. signing no or anything Awakens like that. people there whatsoever. So that plan would have been scuppered anyway. Yeah. But that thing would probably be the main thing I would want signed if I ever did. Mm-hmm. But boy, would it be a nightmare. Yeah. Because it is massive. Well, the likes of Robbie, um, I think... Because... Because comics are probably reasonably easy for you to protect. Yeah, because... Let me see. Because obviously you've got the likes of your sleeves and other things like that you have. Whereas posters and all, you have to get a big silly tube and stuff like that. Oh, well, that's... that's dead. That reminds me of my old Pokemon card container. So... <laughs> like that one there is the one I've got for Stephen Amell. Perfect. Perfect. And that one there is the other one. Nice one. And then... Oh, you got them to do the turtle one. Very so good. That's the Killer Frost... That's for Barrowman. Barrowman. <laughs> that's for Prometheus, so yeah. Adrian Chase. That's for that's, Penguin. That's great. That's, you know, that so doesn't take up much nope. space at all in a bag. And then, you know, like, and then you've got a smaller, so I put that one in my suitcase, and then yes. I've got a smaller one for taking that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, for like my messenger bag kind of thing as well. You're so well prepared for this. Oh. I suppose you're a veteran to it now. 
Pretty much, but the likes of Robbie say he's got like a lot of posters and one of his big ones is due to finish, I think, in a couple of weeks. He's going to Wales Comic Con and the last name he needs on his Power Rangers posters is Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah. And then once he's... Of all the places. I know, of Wales. And it's like, what? There, there is, you really do find... Like, and that's where I Val think, Kilmer's going to. I was about to say, there's another obscure one that's there yeah. as well. It's just like, of all the places, you're just like, why Wales? But once he goes there... Then you then, but then you would have said that about... Um, wasn't Carl Weathers originally meant to come to the Comic Con here in Belfast? Oh, he did. I met him here. Oh, did he actually come? Yeah. 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 I knew there was someone who was meant to come and they pulled out as well. Because yeah, him and Kim Manning um, were the only two I met the year after and then they've got one this year and so far they've got three names and they're nobodies mm. um, but yeah Robbie has that to do and then he's got that all signed he got it signed by Balkan Skull by he's seriously managed that yeah well. he got that cool. there He so he got Billy and then he got G, uh, Jason David Frank and I think that was one that had like Rocky and Adam and Aisha is it? Yes. And he got them, and then he got some, somebody else. So once he gets that done, that's his project done. And I think... He has to, he has to get the new ones now. <laughs> I don't think he's that bothered with it. I think that's <laughs> I more say. OG. I was going to say. I think that's more OG kind of thing. But, um, you know, it's good fun. But the amount of money I've dropped for this Hero and Villains one is scary. But it's like, these are my kind of trips away. Because this is whenever everyone... The LFCC is kind of whenever everyone kind of all meets up. Yeah. And then we have like three days together, so meeting the likes of um, the guys from Thunderbirds, you know, like so Shane Rimmer, who I've interviewed, I'm yes. going to meet him, and the guy did Alan Tracy as well. And then you just look at some of the names, and you're like, you know, like we'll say have Eric Stewart and Veronica Taylor. So to get something Pokemon signed by those two is great, but there's so many of them popping up now, and there's so many that have started and then just... Fall, fall by the wayside whereas these are the big names it's, yeah. I suppose if you don't commit you yeah. know when you're putting these things together then they're probably going to die out pretty quickly but like one thing that was we'll go on to Netflix and what we've been watching and that kind of thing in a second but um, one thing that I, this time last year or July last year that I hadn't watched was Gotham yeah that for me I, w- I watched the first season and was like Meh, and then I was told stick with it and I got to season three, and it was just, you know, when yeah, I was so, one... It was so just, odd, it was the end of season two where I checked out, and it's typical that I check out. Season three is it gets a lot better. Like. Oh, amazing. And that, for me, has kind of... Where I'd watched, obviously, Legends and Supergirl and Iron Flash, and I still watch all them, but Iron Flash would be the two that, if I miss Legends... Fine. It's the, it's that's a, that's another thing, and I suppose this is a perfect way to tra- kind of transition into TV and stuff like that. And we'll probably call it a day after TV because we've been waxing lyrical for a while. Save some more for past stuff <laughs> for another day. Keep that content. <laughs> <laughs> he never used to say about yeah. We'll just go for four hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, older now. <laughs> <laughs> more tired. Am more, I? More tired. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, not that bad. But uh, <laughs> I am. I'm speaking for myself. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, but no TV kind of like as you say and again we'll probably go into this maybe a bit more in detail when all the kind of seasons come to a close and we'll do a, a special for the kind of the Arrowverse and all uh, but there's a lot of weeks now where some of these shows are going by and I'm like I'm really struggling with this episode You know, mm. there's stronger obviously stronger weeks than others Yeah. but some of the Flash stuff has been really poor mm-hmm. I felt 
some of the arrow stuff has been really poor but the weakest has been legends legends for me is turning in more into comedy kind of thing for me whereas i'm finding for me the weakest thing that i'm struggling with at the minute is supergirl like i'm really struggling with that i think they're not helping matters in that they've kind of shaken up the season with supergirl yeah because you had what was it you had Arrow, Flash and Supergirl going at the same time and then Supergirls went away for Legends to come back in and yeah. then Legends is going to go away and Supergirl's going to come back. Yeah. So it is, so it kind of, you're messing with your, your fan base there to kind of, and I suppose you can only put so much programming mm-hmm. on TV, but this is where there's, I think a lot of people have a fear that Legends is going to get cancelled. I think and so. And out of the ones that are there, it's probably the most logical one to get cancelled because obviously, um, not for popularity stakes or anything like that, but Supergirl's strong female lead character. Yeah. Perfect thing for a demographic there. Arrow's the original, and Flash was the next one along that was proven really, but really what, popular. But what do you do with those characters that are there then? You know, so... You, it's because, not Because this is the thing is, um, I like the Sarah Lance character. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 see I, Ray, I like White Canary. Ray, you know. Ray Palmer, for me, is by far my favourite yeah. legend. Um, but... What do you do? I like a lot the Legends. Oh, yes, so do I. But I think sometimes, like that Bebo episode, oh my God. The one that do... Uh, the Vikings I, and stuff. I was like, I was watching it going, are you serious? You know, I get that it's more... It doesn't take itself as seriously as I like that. Like, you imagine that in an Arrow episode? It is, it's, it's as soon as um, Arthur Darville went out of being a proper regular legend. I think... I've not enjoyed it as much. I think with Wentworth Miller as well. I, yes. I don't think... I miss, for, I miss him so much. For me, I would have rather with him and Mick, with... um, oh, What's his name? Well, anyway, the guy who plays Mick, I can't yeah. remember Oh, right, name. I thought, yeah. Um, but I think those two, sometimes, you know, with... The way that you know, sometimes I think when I've heard of speak, kind of more like a softer William Shatner with the way with pause in between yes, words, yes. and I just think that Mick kind of you know. Whereas I thought whenever they brought Constantine into it, right, keep him in. It. I love Constantine. And Constantine, like that Constantine episode. I yeah. Like, yes, please. Yes. Give me, give me more of that. That was great, and you know, whenever I think the Crisis on Infinite Earth, the Legends episode was the highest rated out of all of them whereas Arrow was the least yeah you know whereas whenever you look at the one prior to that Supergirl had Barry and Cisco flashing mm-hmm. no pun intended and that was it mm-hmm. and then the other three kind of you know was to do with it and that's something I enjoy watching over yeah, and over there again is, there's been some stuff during the season and again we'll get more in detail towards the end of the season but speaking it's, it's, it's I'm not going to say I'm worried yet yeah but there maybe needs to be a wee bit of a shake up right speaking of which okay with TV, so we've been on like four years or whatever. Okay, so quite a quite a lot right, of okay. possibilities. So, what would be one thing that you've watched on TV? Okay. Or like somebody has recommended you something okay. that you didn't think you would enjoy watching, but it turned out to be up there Ooh. with one of your favorite shows. That's a good question. I'm trying to think. It's crazy when you're put on the spot with these things. You're just like, you see because uh, I already uh, thought of mine. Yeah. So you've had this question all afternoon, whereas I'm just like, oh, what, what, what will I do now? Um, I wouldn't say there's been many recommendations. Right. Sort of thing. Go watch Stranger Things then. <laughs> probably would be Stranger Things would probably be the main one. Uh, I'm trying to th- I'm quickly going back through my catalogue. You go first and I'll come up with mine here. For me, one was that I 
watch just on a whim mm-hmm. and I thought I'll give it a go is actually Lethal Weapon right um, the way Damon Wayans and I like, no idea it's like an unknown who plays Riggs right but the way these two get on is just like Gibson and Glover in the, the, the films right okay um, it is quite comedic it is quite action packed it's just one of those ones you can put on the background you can watch and then you know like 45 minutes later it's over um, very much the same way as there's like one called SWAT which isn't right. as good, but it's just one that you can watch. Whereas on the opposite scale, one that I really wish they would just wrap up with you talking about our own stuff is The Big Bang Theory. Okay, that's interesting. I am kidding. Now, that's one thing I would actually say is that is what I'm hearing this a lot, mm-hmm. especially from you know folks I follow on Twitter. A lot of people are saying is I'm just not into it anymore. Yeah. Um, and then I'll go on to something else in two seconds um, <laughs> something I was talking about earlier on but with that it seems to be we've been going 10 years now and does Sheldon still not understand what sarcasm is, sarcasm is? this yeah. intelligent man doesn't know what this <laughs> is and whatever you know but it's like with two broke girls that had four seasons and you've got four seasons to do with two girls who were on a cupcake business that's it with this here you've got these group of people who interact with each other and stuff and that's great but for me it's one of those ones that the more I watch it now you know like I'll watch it to go like what's this like you know like is it any good and well huh. so I'm like whereas I hear young Sheldon it's meant to be quite good right uh, Walking Dead for me that's pff, another one that's, that's flatlined for folks hasn't it um, like I checked out of that like a good I watched the start of season seven, obviously to do was that to do with Negan, the one wherever Negan um, kind of makes his presence. Yes, and then at the end, I think, bet- I think anybody, even if anybody hasn't watched Walking Dead, in between that, Negan stuff. in between that was dreadful. And then the latest one, I haven't watched. I, I will read the comics because the comics still are very good to read, but Walking Dead for me is just not worth my time. And a lot of people I know now. Um, are stopping watching it and that is something that I think obviously it's funny that I say this with Walker Soccer Con happening this weekend in London where people are paying like 150 130 odd quid to meet either Daryl or Negan through Norman Reedus or Jeffrey Dean Morgan um, but for me this is one that like we're saying about The Undertaker this is going if this doesn't improve or stop it's going to be remembered for how bad yeah. it's become and that's a scary thing whereas you look at the likes of say Game of Thrones yeah. and that was something that like a couple of years ago I'd never bother with and then I was been you know like I hit, I hit that terminology binge watching no, but no. I was just watching one after the other and it's not something that you can really sit down and go like ah, and then you just put it on because it's you know I was I was very much the same version. I think when did I get into games? It's of not Thrones? Bob and Alice are going up the hill. It's like <laughs> Tyrion and Daenerys Jack are going and up the hill, and you're like, why can't they be called? You know these. It's, easy it's, names? One, of, it's one of those ones that, especially when you're watching it so fast, yeah, trying to hook on to the names is very very hard. Like yeah. there's, there's still times where if I was talking about someone, I'd say, oh, so and so, yeah. That so guy's bald head. Like, 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 like obviously, all the main characters, Daenerys, John, yeah. you know, those guys. I know all those guys, but there is the odd time where you're like, oh, so and so with the you know white hair or whatever, <laughs> you know those sort of things. That's not Daenerys, by the way. Um, 
show wise that you were mentioning sorry was the original Constantine series actually because mm-hmm. I'd only ever seen him okay in the Arrow episode wasn't yeah. it and then obviously Legends yeah. hadn't seen him in the Legends episode before I went and watched the Constantine obviously but it was after that Arrow mm-hmm. appearance because when he appeared in that Arrow episode I was just like I love this guy this guy's brilliant yeah. it's just the character and I don't know what it is maybe I maybe I have if this is an odd thing maybe I have an enjoyability of watching British guys in trench coats dealing dealing with weird things. I suppose because you're saying about Rip Hunter and then obviously David Tennant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got Constantine who's dealing with exorcisms and the paranormal. Yeah. Arthur Darville, trench coat British, time travel tenant, doctor, time travel. Dealing with the paranormal. Yeah. You know. But it's funny that you say that because with Constantine, a lot of people before that would have just thought Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And the movie, which I've never seen. No. I've never really... Well, this is the thing. is It's one of those movies I was like, oh, I'll get round to watching. But now I've seen him as Constantine. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't want to model what yeah, is in my head Constantine. Because you, you don't want to compare the two of them and go like, well, Keanu Reeves is like far in severe, in, you know, like inferior to Matt Ryan's yes. version of it. But by the sounds of it, he'll be coming back. So we can talk about that. In our end of season, yeah, because obviously so with the likes of there, I think they're doing like an animated movie to do with Constantine or something. But I have a funny feeling that he is doing the voice for it. Yes, from what I remember. I, think, I don't know whether he did an appearance. Remember they did like an animated. Uh, I think they've done two mini series of Fixin as well. Oh, okay. So they have not the Vixen that is on Legends now, yeah. but the the granddaughter of hers. Yes, has uh, done animated, um, which has been linking into Legends quite a lot recently. So it has. But um, Gotham for you, you said. Yeah, that was... pretty strong. And Designated Survivor for me has been one that yeah. I... Like, the last couple isn't, of isn't months. De- isn't it Designated Survivor? Because I remember that was... I heard that getting thrown around a lot when it comes to Last Jedi before it was coming out about, oh, well, who's Holdo? And, you know, why is she involved when Leia's there and stuff like mm-hmm. that? Isn't Designated Survivor, like, if there's, like, the government gets wiped out or something. There's yeah, so like one person that's basically there to continue on. Or yeah, something. so basically there's like a big, you know, I think the House of Commons in America, and then everyone's there, and it gets blown up, and then this guy who they've like way down the list, and then because everyone's dead, he is the designated survivor, so he has to run the country. Yeah. and it it's quite good. It has your woman who played Jim Carrey's love interest in the Truman Show. Wow. Yeah, so that's like way back that's, when that's a throwback yeah um, but there's a lot of other people that are really good actors in it but for me this is kind of like if you watch 24 and enjoy 24 yes. and know it affected every episode you had a cliffhanger this is the same way you go like I'll just switch it off after this one and then you go cliffhanger next one you know <laughs> I think I did 13 episodes in two days and there was 22 episodes the only bad thing was whenever I got to the end of episode one didn't feel like it was an end of season finale. Yeah. It kind of just ended and all. Right, so, and it was like on to season two, and it was like, it kind of didn't, it kind of carried over, but it didn't have the same kind of impact, you know, like yeah. an arrow, you know, like, you know, whenever the island blows up or whatever, <gasps> you know, like, and they all die. Um, but, you know, with it, things like that and things that you, oh my God, what's going to happen next season or whatever, you know, it didn't really have that, but, um, with Netflix and stuff now, it's just so easy to just put one thing on and then just work your way let, through let it. it go. You know, like one of the latest things I've been watching is Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Not Daredevil, but Ramsey's Hell Kitchen. 
you know, and then just putting Idiot that sandwich. on. Which was actually from a sketch. It wasn't, <laughs> um, but you know, like, it's raw! With a word in between it and raw, and starts with an F. Um, <laughs> well, he did do a show called The F Word. He did, yes. Hey, yeah. um, but there's so many things now just easily at your fingertips, whereas... That's the thing I think that it is for me. It's almost too easy. It's just like, I, I just kind of go and then there's... But it the just thing pile, is, it piles up dead quick. But the thing <laughs> is, it's like whenever you used to go into Extravision or Blockbuster video as a kid and go like, pick something. Yeah. You took forever. Yeah. Whereas now it's a case of... You start a screen forever and then you now go, oh, you have, you, too much. you have a list and then you go through the list and you go, I'll watch... The SWAT movie with Samuel Jackson yeah. today, which I did, and uh, what well, a couple of days ago. But you work your way through the list, and then actually want to watch, and then they go, "Oh, here's some new episodes of this, that, and the other." And you're yeah. like, <sighs> "Well, here's a good question, and we'll round out with this one." Then, is there any TV show since the last run of this show that your opinion has drastically changed on? I know you kind of mentioned Big Bang, kind of Game of Game of Thrones, but for the better, for the better, because I had not I think it was a couple of people on work had been talking about it and I went through it and I just watched it all and I think I got to season five and watched yes. that. So the latest season, season seven, wasn't that the yes, latest one? Correct, yes. Um that was the first one that I watched each week. As as, as it aired. aired, you know, like so whenever It's not a bad one to pick up on. So whenever freaking um, we can see that for an episode. No, but whenever <laughs> I'm trying to think of his character. Describe the guys with GME. The guy Ro- Robson Jerome, not Ro- Robson Jerome. No, but it, Jerome Flynn. Yes, I know him. Amy. I know him. him yes. Like whenever he is His on smart the Alec mate. Yes, you know, like so that kind of thing. But that for me about the army not having any. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but for me, you know, like meat and veg. If I hadn't watched that, then I would have met Natalie Dormer. You know, well, like yes. because. That's the last, well, that's not a bad one to me. Because that's whenever I went up to her and people wonder about the photo, I asked her to do her Marjorie smirk. Uh-huh. So that's why her photo, she's smirking rather than smiling. Yes. Because I asked her to do that because obviously that's what her character did. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that, you know, like Game of Thrones back then was like, kind of like with me and Doctor Who, you know, like I was like, oh, that's rubbish, you know, yeah, who yeah. wants to watch that? And then you kind of get into it you know like obviously I like Sean Bean as a character and spoiler but it's not really because Sean Bean that didn't didn't last long Sean Bean dies and everything you know um, couldn't keep his head on straight Um, yeah but that for me was something that I really had grown to like you know like and there's so many characters in that and then there's so many integral plot turns and things right okay so Game of Thrones for you for me and mine is actually the opposite for you. Have you watched House of Cards? No. No. Well, it's not because of the quality of the show or anything like that. It's because, unfortunately, obviously, the stuff Kevin that Spacey. has came out about mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey. Um, and it's kind of also impacted um, my mum. Because I'm right up to date with House of Cards. Mm-hmm. And the new teaser for the new series, is sorry, new season... Typical UK and yeah. US different ways Seriously, of saying these things. Yeah. Um, came out there during the Oscars. And it was just a quick, you know, standby for a message from your president and so on. And I was like, oh no, this is going to be spacey, isn't it? And it wasn't. It mm-hmm. was the female character, his wife, in House of Cards instead. So it was because obviously he's had to get completely kind of shoved clean out yeah. of that series because of everything that's been going on. But 
it would make me not go back and watch the show now. Mm-hmm. You know, the older episodes. Yes. Even though I enjoyed them and he is a tour de force in them. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, it has well, then you uh, move, it has kind of move on the designated survivor then because it's <laughs> there you go. It's something presidential. Yeah. You know, like so But no, it's one of those things and it, but it's what I'm saying in terms of it's affected my mum mm-hmm. is she hadn't watched he, she hasn't watched the most recent season. Right. She's okay. seen the first few. Yeah. And she kept a bit like me, Oh, I'll watch it, I'll watch it yeah. and then this stuff's come out about him. She's like I'm going to find it really hard to watch it now. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. And I was like, you kind of have to watch it now because it's going to be really good with her involved and yeah. stuff like that. Not to be too spoilery or anything like that. Um, and it was the same, uh, very quickly to mention, Baby Driver that came out, the movie, last year. Um, involved Spacey as well. And it was one of my favourite movies of last year. Was it him that was in that movie? Um, I can't even remember the name of it. And they... They had it all done, and then they had to go and remove him that, from oh, that. I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one about the most uh, wealthy man in America, yeah. and the grandson gets stolen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, all his scenes, a lot of his scenes were isolated, and him on, like, a phone. Mm-hmm. And they had, and they went back, because it was your man, uh, Ripley, was it? Or R- Ridley, can't remember. Um, oh, right, okay, the one he did Aliens, yes, Billy yes. Scott. Billy Scott, yeah. Ripley. That's where that's that's where my head right, well, was at. Got there in the end, here, yeah. by the way. Um he went back mm-hmm. and basically was like, No, cut this. Get him out and bring Christopher Plummer in. Yeah. And stuff like that. It's crazy, but it's an odd way for your kind of opinion of a show to turn. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that oh it's well, because it's boring now. It's because your opinion of that person has changed. Yeah. That's why. If, if I had such a high opinion. Yeah. Because I enjoyed him so much in the show, mm-hmm. and all, whereas now I'm like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch anything of his anymore. Yeah. I don't want to end on such a down note. Tell me something funny. <laughs> well, I was going to say about with the likes of Netflix and Amazon Prime and stuff, and there's so many things now that you can't watch. Has there been one series of something that you continuously go back to watch? Because obviously we've had a lot of people say about Friends and now how Friends mm. is you know like obviously for our generation it was really good but I think for a newer generation it's not whereas for me The Office right. The American Office has been one that I have actually you know nine seasons which I got from Apple TV for or Apple for yeah. like 20 quid and that is just something that if I have stuck for something to watch I will go through that like there's no tomorrow and I just burn for me through it. it's probably still Doctor Who Really? So it is because it is just so easily accessible. It's on Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, just go on and throw. Now, Netflix hasn't been as good with the Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, in the last number of years, like, you know, you'll go on, and I still think they're, like, two seasons behind what was on TV. So I think there's only, like, one season of Capaldi on there, maybe maybe two. Not 100% sure. But, um, you know, I'll go back and I'll maybe watch a Matt Smith episode or I'll watch a Tenant episode yeah. or even go right back to an excellent mind. I don't think Eccleston's on it anymore. I think it's mainly Tenant and Smith. Really? Or on there. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. It's been a wee while, but it would always be one I would go back and I would find an episode that I particularly enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So like a blink or something like that, where I'm just like, that's, you know, the epitome of New Who for me. Um, And it's so funny when you go back and watch episodes like Blink and you see the girl who played, what's her name, Sparrow? Mm -hmm. And and she's like flipping Oscar-nominated actress, you know, sort of stuff now. Um, But no, Doctor Who probably still. Okay, cool. So, that has been the guts of nearly two hours. Yay. <laughs> well, keep this, them short. Yeah. This isn't going well. We could literally basically just do a news segment 
and this show would be long enough for what we were originally planning. Probably. But that's just typical of it's us. It's better for us to actually come out with things to say rather than sitting here and going like, so, what do you want to say? Cup oh, of tea? I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the weather outside is frightful. Yeah, no, it's it was quite. Yeah. <laughs> um, Deadpool would have liked it. He would have been, yeah. Oh, that white powder. <laughs> okay. But yes, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, update then. Our Twitter account is going to change. So as we're currently on Twitter, at Retroshock316. That is going to change. Uh, it's most likely going to be changed by the time this episode comes out to at RetroshockPod, P-O-D. Uh, we had had, Chris did have a suggestion before we went on air, but I was just like, with our accents... Probably not the best. No, we wouldn't understand this at all. But yes, feel free to follow us on there. You can follow me at Alan GW Price. That's two L's and an A. And you can follow Chris. Uh, Vindo316. So you could also follow me on YouTube, Vindo Mania. Um, I really need to do some more videos. Or Vindo316.wordpress.com for my blog. I just want to say plug, plug, plug. Yeah, so I've done things to do with conventions. My latest one. Um, was to do GameCube games Ooh. and there is an upcoming one to do with the DC TV universe as well at some stage I just, nice. I just need to get my arson gear and actually write it because it's easy to get the photos but it's the writing stuff and sometimes I'm not in the mood to do it and then you kind of just don't want to do it half-assed <laughs> um, so you don't so yes um, that's that and one wee final thing before we sign off if you haven't already, folks, go on, have a look on the Twitter account. There has been a little tease put out. So there has. All right. <laughs> um, for, for you all, there's a little change coming up. So there is. Um, I had teased that it was going to change with this episode, but I thought to myself, let's really be a tease now. So I'm going to leave it for 100. And I'm going to leave it for episode 100, yeah. Good you call. thought You thought logically here, because I was just like, there's no point going ahead and changing the way the logo looks at episode 96 when episode 100 is just a short well, few episodes away. What we should do then is ask people if you're listening and then you can you know, write to us on Twitter or whatever or we have a Facebook group as well. We can go on there. It's just Operation Retroshock. Write a comment of what you would like us to cover in episode 100. Yes, would you like us to talk about some previous things that have been talked about on the show and see if our opinions have changed? Or whether, again, there's a news topic that you'd want us to cover. Anything yeah. that you fancy. Anything like that. So, yeah, that would be good to do. So, yes, that's us then. Yeah, so thank you all very much for listening. It has been a pleasure to be with you all. Enjoy your two hours worth of listening, I hope. <laughs> Sleep <laughs> well been, tonight. It's been fun for us. But, uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Until next time. You had to, didn't you? Of course. See you, everyone. Mm-hmm.